Hi there, I'm James Hancock. Welcome to Article 23, your podcast all about work. As always, I'm joined by Suzanne Gavrilovich. Hi, James. Good to be here. Thank you. And Rhonda Brighton-Hall. Hi. Great to be here. So this week, we're going to talk about toxic workplace cultures, and we normally start with a bit on the news. Yeah. And this week, really, all we can talk about, given how devastating it has been all around the country, are the fires yeah. happening across Australia. Yeah. Pretty I, bad. I really hope everyone out there is safe. Yeah, and, and I'm in um, a neighbourhood where we had a fire. Of course, it's been a very traumatic week um, for our neighbourhood. Yeah. And the fact that it was one of the fires that's been deliberately lit is heartbreaking. But it's I, just ridiculous. You know, heart goes out to all the people who are impacted, but also the fireys and police who are now trying to catch bad people in amongst all yeah. the other work they have to yes. do. So. And doing an amazing job, and thank you to everyone that's been involved in helping keep the community as safe as possible. Yep. Uh, so let's get to the topic. We're going to talk about toxic workplace cultures. We're going to talk very practically how you can spot one. We're going to talk about how you understand it, what you can do immediately versus a little bit longer term, what's the responsibility of each and every one of us at work, and what we can do as HR professionals to help change culture for the good. So to get the ball rolling, why don't we start with signs of toxic workplace culture? We're not going to do a big exhaustive list, um, but we are going to talk to some of the common ones. And it's probably safe to say that at the very start, when you walk in a room, you just feel a toxic yeah, culture. Yeah, we, we absolutely do. Because culture is just the way we treat each other. And so when you walk in a room, we all know how it feels when people are treating each other properly and enjoying each other's company yes. and when they're not. And so you cannot underestimate the fact that trust your spidey sense. Yes. The minute yeah. you walk in, there's no eye contact. People aren't treating each other respectful. There's passive aggressive, stupid comment, all that sort of stuff. Oh, yep. You're in a bad Meaningful culture. Meaningful glances as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good true. one. Yeah, absolutely true. Yep. So it's absolutely a feeling and we know it. You feel it walking in even as an outsider. What else is there that's a sign? I think the next one is this playing to constantly talking about what's wrong yep. and not talking about what's good. Yep. So policies, rules, people stepped outside the lines. Yes. They didn't do the right thing. Let me describe their mistake. Yes. The policing Sort of culture. what happens. Policing <laughs> and that really leads to that low trust environment. People are scared to do anything yep. because they're going to be critiqued for it. Yes, so, and they will be. Yes. Because I caught you out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the low trust, we now know academics, because there's just been that big research on it, Low trust, low collaboration. If I don't trust you, I'm not going to give you the secret information I have. That's right. I'm not going to share. Mm. And so that's a really big business problem as well. Yeah. And I've seen this one a little bit. So you see this silence on the formal channels and you see basically rush hour on the informal ones. Uh, And I I love this. It is so true. The conversations around the office, all of the conversations under the table. I know. And you go to the meeting on the survey and some chirpy little HR person's going, oh, yes, the responses are fabulous. Everybody's very happy. And you go, how many responses did you get? And there's like three. Yes. So three out of 6,000 is not a good response, (laughs) right? Despite the fact those three people are saying they're happy, the rest of them may not be. You're really not hearing from them. You've got to collect the survey feedback at the water cooler, which is absolutely pumping. So I have to tell you a funny story. I I got invited into this warehouse and I was walking along and and I'd been told by a very chirpy HR person that the culture was fantastic. (laughs) So as I walked in, I've got a bunch of suity people with me and we're walking along. And all of a sudden there's this... there's this voice from inside the racks of boxes and there's this woman peeking through and she goes, come over here, come over here. I'm like, what? So bizarre. She goes, don't look at me, don't look at me. And I'm like, okay, I don't look and do look and I was Do not make eye contact. I sort of found a reason to wander off between the racks and this woman says to me, I'm the informant for the CEO and and let me know if you want any information. I'll tell you how it's really going around here. Now get back in the line. So I don't back out. I'm like, Oh, my 
my God. I'm making my toxic choke. But that, that is a toxic culture. <laughs> that is. I've got a picture of you talking to yourself <laughs> from all your colleagues. <laughs> why are you talking to those boxes, Rhonda? Anyway, that's Just out. different. And the but last... Perfect thing. example yeah. of informal conversations yeah. where the formal ones aren't working. Right. Yeah. And the last one is this... Um, people in power yeah. critiquing and talking about the culture as if they're not part of it. So, yeah. so, oh, people aren't treating me properly. I'm a victim of the whole thing. And you go, aren't you the boss? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's that about? Are you the victim yeah. or the creator? Or the like, what, what are you actually That's doing? Right. If people in power are victims, so everyone's playing that child, someone yep. else is picking on me sort of space, Yes. Um, then no one's in charge. You've got a really bad culture. Okay. So there are a few of the signs, and I'm sure the list can be bigger than that. So they're the signs it's not going great. How do we better understand organizational culture? What are the some of the things we should be looking for and at? I reckon that the first thing is the numbers. Go deep on the numbers. Yeah. I've never seen a bad culture where you couldn't put your finger on numbers that were telling you that. So the examples yeah. are things like um, if you look at uh, attrition, so you're looking at how many people are leaving, why are they leaving. Um, you have those leaders who just make everybody they ever don't like redundant. Yeah. You have other leaders where everybody runs away. Those make them go, oh my god, <laughs> get out of dodge as fast as I can because yes. yeah. it's terrifying. So bad leaders will drive really bad behaviour, and people yep. that can will escape, and you yep. get those numbers. And people who can't will be sad and quite damaged by working for them. So when we look at that, there's a, an activity that we've done a number of times that works mm. really well because you can look at history because toxic yeah. culture doesn't just happen. It's yes. usually long term or it, it's created a certain point. And so when you do a storyboard, you ask people to come and say, when did you join, did you join? and why? Yeah. And so people will put up their top reasons. I joined for these three reasons. And you see this beautiful purpose around the room sat to evolve. Right. The same three things that everybody's got. Wow, this is why I love it here. And all of a sudden it'll change and from a certain point mm. the three things will be bad or they'll be different. Right. And what you almost find you can map into when leaders started. Yep. And a one leader, particularly the most senior role or senior-ish roles, can actually start to influence culture quite dramatically because so mm. many people are on their watch. And so at that point you go, okay, that's what happened, that's how it started. And it goes on, and then you can sort of go, okay, a diagnostic means at that mm. point, this change, this is what we're looking for. That mapping of culture, and we also do it, yeah. of course, with yeah. the belonging index, really gives you a good structural way to look at culture yep. that looks at all the elements that matter. So that history, data, very important place to understand yeah. and it. And even when you're looking at it, you can see the comments change as well. Yes. Over time, can't you? It's quite stark when you're doing the, doing the activity. Uh, you got to understand by talking to leaders as well, but I'm with you. I think starting with the data is the way to go. You're not getting he said, she said, they said these things. You're yeah. getting the, this is what's actually happening on our collective watch. Yeah. And accept also that, you know, some leaders are just bad and, and they <laughs> treat people badly True. and people are hurt on their watch. And, yeah. and those people can't, if you want a good organization, bad people can't be there. And, yep. and people in the organization usually know who those leaders are as well. Yeah, and they do. I, I had this great boss clear. who used to say to me, when, when bosses eventually deal with a bad leader, everybody else is known for a year. Yes. Yeah. That's, That's right. True. That's right. Bang on. HR is ineffective is the next one. So HR can be irrelevant, absent, but at the very minimum, they're ineffective. And this yep. is just, they're not playing the role they should play. They're not understanding. They're not putting the truth on the table. They're not giving coaching feedback. They're not there for the people. They're not really playing any of the roles that a HR role should play in culture. Yeah. And the last one is that the big four factors we know are critical to culture are broken. So we know that people don't feel connected to the purpose of the organization, yep. the work they're doing in their team. Yep. The relationships are broken. That one probably the one that comes through really quickly yep. and starkly. It does. Yep. 
agency, people don't feel like they've got a freedom or a control over the way that they're doing the work and yep. the accountability part's just missing. Yes. Yeah, and there are four elements of how we map belonging. So yeah. they're, they're very, very clear in a toxic culture, they're broken. Yeah. And the other thing that we see next to them is the detractor of culture from the Happy Worker yeah. Report. Yeah. That research is that fairness is constantly questioned. Right. Everybody thinks yeah. it's unfair. Right. Yeah, so yeah that's absolutely spot on. Call that a lot. Spot on. So that's how you understand where culture's up to. What are some of the bits of low-hanging fruit that you can get to straight away? The first one um, is actually really, really mind-blowing. The first yeah. thing you can do is <laughs> something. Do something. Do something. Yeah. That's big. Do something. <laughs> we actually have just been Makes doing sense. a whole, whole bunch of, wear, yeah. of uh, uh, workshops around the country, and what's yeah. been really fascinating is that we ask them what do good leaders do and what do bad leaders do with mm. good and bad culture. Yeah. And the answer is always exactly the same. What do good leaders do about bad culture? They do something. What yeah. do bad leaders do? They do nothing. They yeah. just pretend it's not happening. So do something. Talk about it. Yeah. Bring it to a head. Get yeah. in there and solve it. Resolve it. Whatever it happens and to. And I think part of that is about acknowledging that it's there. Yes, that's a great place to start. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah. 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 You don't just have a series of farewell parties and wonder why everybody left. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be accessible. So I think that absolutely goes to yes. doing something but also uh, yeah. Don't just being leave there, your door ready. open, actually leave the office. Yeah. Go talk to people, sit in the open plan area, mm. go and sit in the lunchroom, be there so people know that you are open, listening, mm. available, accessible. Yeah. And don't just leave it open when you're going to a meeting or something and not actually there to have a chat. I know. <laughs> I have seen that. You're like, um, Oh, that's not accessible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And being generous. We spoke about building more than half the bridge. Yeah. And and the story of a great leader who, who would ask when, when he arrived, um, what what is it that we can do to make your job easier? Yeah. So being generous, being That's a willing. great great question. And other less good leaders sort of walk in and go, How's the business going? What products are working? Yes. Mm. And don't really get into a gritty conversation mm. about Mm. How can I make your job easier? How can I make it better to work here? Mm. And then you get a conversation about what matters. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, can you sell a little more? Yes, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> can you work a little harder? Yes, Mr. Simpson. Um, you got to address that leader. That leader. That leader. <laughs> we all know them, different yes. ones, but you have to do something when it's really clear and obvious that it's just not going to work on their watch. Yeah, and almost every culture has that leader. Yeah. yeah. Even the great cultures. No yep. Yeah. So addressing <laughs> that leader and doing something about it is super, super important. Yeah. And? If it's really, really bad, there's also an argument that if you're coming into a space like that as the boss or as a senior leader, mm. you need to listen, acknowledge mm. that it's bad, and then put a line under it. So what you don't want to do, and we've seen that before, people are doing their 85th survey with three oh, yeah. people responding. <laughs> um, and they're saying, oh, yes, we've got more data on it. Yeah. At a certain point... When you've got people with well-being problems, you've got attrition, you've got resignations, you've got redundancies that are yeah. unplanned and improper, all of those things happening, um, you've got a toxic culture. So you need to say, this is what we've got and this is what we're going to do about it. We're going to move forward. Line yeah. under it. Let's go. And that's a classic example. If that culture is really bad, you're getting more and more data to show that there's a problem. The people are there are fatigued because they don't have any friends around them anymore to do the work. <laughs> and you're like, you just need to do something or I'm out. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's so clear. It sounds so basic but we keep keep trying to validate facts opposed to just change something <laughs> yeah, we've it's got like, enough facts yeah, we know you've got to yeah. have a bias to action very very true uh okay so they're the lying fruit i think they're mm. really straightforward things to do what about over the longer term what can we do first thing is create community get yeah. people connected get them to know each other you know i really believe that when you start to hear someone's story or hear how they got here or their backstory 
it's almost impossible not to like them. It's you, yeah. you get involved in people, you you find affinity, you find things to like about them. So creating community informally, drink after work, lunch, pizza, breakfast, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, laugh, have a joke, get to know people. Absolutely, and reset those baselines. You know, every leader and every person on the team has a responsibility to define the culture and to live the culture and resetting the baselines and setting expectations for respect and how we're going to treat each other is such an important part of that and a great first step. Yeah, and you've got to give people a language to be involved in this. So I had a good example of this recently where people gave out different colour, like football-style cards. Uh, So green if something's going really well, uh, if there's a great example of someone living the culture role, modelling it. A yellow card for a bit of a warning and then a couple of those yellow cards give you the red card where maybe something else needs to be done a bit of an intervention but that will work in some places but it's about giving people a language and understanding that they've got a really important role to play in uh, seeing something saying something speaking up uh, and having having that role in culture yeah and it can be sort of fun like that i think that's a funny sample it is yeah. goofy in some context yeah. Yeah. in as, others it works brilliant yeah as long as you don't only have red cards in the top pocket <laughs> yeah. Damn. You there. <laughs> oh gosh i dropped two of you. Yeah. And, and, and what about finally we go with what's the role of hr here what are the sort of big things we could do well the, f- the first thing should be so 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 obvious and that is hr has to be a role model they don't have to be perfect yeah but they that you cannot go and tell people about culture you can't go be part of fixing a culture if the culture in HR is shocking because yeah. nobody believes you it's like you've got zero cred they're just like go back to yeah. your horrible box and don't come back <laughs> so yeah. HR needs to be the role models for great culture always and whether you're an individual standalone yeah. uh, you be that person you don't have to be perfect you can get frustrated some days you don't have to be absolutely shiny perfect yeah. but you have to be a role model yeah and I think part of that role modeling is the next point I make which is you've just got to do something so we would all hear those things which goes, I keep saying it to HR, I've, told, you know, I've mentioned it, and just nothing's happening. And you, it's gotta, you've got to move on from that. Yep. Take an action. And lifting the good. So that's another yep. part yeah. of role modelling. Uh, call people out who are doing something great, yep. uh, as opposed to continually calling people out who are doing something wrong while stepping outside yeah. the line. What's the ratio about, what are you talking about, four to one? Yeah. Four good to one bad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. And remember that, lady, you've got to address those that are just bad yeah the situations etc everybody can see them you think they can't but they can they super can. visible and they go and also see you doing nothing about it that's, <laughs> that's right that's right that's and the last the last bit's expect more and this came up in a really good conversation we had the other day they have this person in a particular organization who's behaving so badly and what they're doing is not okay and any idiot would know that it's not okay <laughs> and yet this person's allowed to act like that so yes. At a certain point, you have to say, we expect everybody to treat each other with respect and decent regard. That's right. Uh, to be inclusive, to be fair, to be open to each other, to help collaborate. That's a reasonable set of expectations. Nothing arduous in there. Yep. So if you expect that of everybody, everybody, including the bad person, mm-hmm. then things start to lift. Yep. Perfect. So the quick recap of the five was be a role model, not perfect. Do something, lift the good, address the bad, and expect more from each and every person. Nice summary. I think that's a wrap. It is. Thank you. And next week... What are we going to talk about? <laughs> next week, following on from last week's discussion on privilege, yep. we're actually going to ha- talk at how to get into that really uncomfortable conversation about privilege Yes. and turn privilege from being something that we diss to an opportunity. You've got a lot of privilege, you've got a lot of opportunity to help people. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's how we need to think about it. And we've got some great techniques on the way to bring that to life without it being judgy. Great. I look wait forward for that to that. Mm. Look forward to it. Thanks for having us, James. No worries. Bye. Bye. Bye.